Hello, 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 everybody. This is the uh, the introduction episode of Sitting In. I'm going to do a little bit about kind of what the podcast is, and I'm also going to do a Q and A that I've got from uh, people on Instagram. Follow me over at Reese Gilchrist. So yeah, let's get to it. So before I talk about what the podcast is, there's uh, two people I want to give a huge shout out to. First is uh, the man behind creating most of the uh, the nice sounds that you hear in this introduction, Mr. Patrick Breen. Uh, this is a riff that I wrote a while ago, just like a two minute kind of idea that kind of blew up on Instagram and ended up getting, honestly, like over a couple million views shared over many pages. Um, and I couldn't quite think about what to do with it because it's not quite the music that I actually write for myself. Um, and I just thought, oh man, I should use it for the podcast. So uh, there we go. Patrick kindly sent me over uh, some nice, really nice ideas that he'd put over the top of it. And um, I re-recorded the riff, and now we have a pretty sick sounding uh, podcast intro. So I hope you all like that. And if you want to check out Patrick, you can find him online, Patrick Breen music i think his last part of his handle is but uh you'll find him anyway I and mean, he's got uh yeah some really great music out and the second person i want to give a massive thanks to is my friend leslie miller who helped design the um well actually did design all of the uh, logo thus allowing me to you know create merch and actually have a logo for the podcast that looks very good so if you'd like to check out her art online which is amazing it's underscore Leslie Miller, and that's M-I-L-L-A-R. So, I guess I have to introduce myself now. So, um, I'm Rhys Gilchrist. I'm a musician and teacher based in Edinburgh, which is in Scotland, which is in the UK, and unfortunately not a part of Europe now. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm out here in Edinburgh. I teach, I play music, and I'm writing an album right now. And I... I'm so fortunate that a lot of my friends and people that I know in the uh, the scene um, are just incredibly kind and knowledgeable and always up for a good chat. And so, I um, after years, basically, of like hanging out with people via Skype and FaceTime and in person, um, I thought, why not just record these insightful chats that I have with really great musicians and uh, create a podcast? And so here we have it. We have Sitting In the Podcast. And the name essentially just comes from, I guess it's an old jazz thing. And it still definitely happens nowadays. Where, you know, if you're at a show or your friends or someone you really kind of like their music, you may be asked or you could ask to sit in. And that essentially means playing with the band and uh, sitting in on their performance and sort of playing. And it's a learning opportunity as much as it is for you to kind of in a way, promote yourself as a musician, kinda. Um, I think learning is the main thing. So uh, I thought I'd take that idea and form it into a podcast, um, or several podcasts, hopefully, um, where I speak to people and you guys can sit in on that conversation and get involved, sometimes via you know Instagram question and answers and um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, with that kind of segue talking about the question answers, it's probably about time for me to get onto some of those because I have a bunch of questions to answer from people on Instagram. So I'm going to try and answer all these except from the ones that are from spam accounts that say, hi Reese Gilchrist, Reese Gilchrist, hi Reese Gilchrist. Um, 
So, in no particular order, here is a, a question from my good friend Jack Handyside. And his handle is Jack Handyside. Um, he's asking, what new music have you discovered that's been inspiring you recently? All right, good question. And simple answer to that is, I recently found out about the piano player Fred Hirsch. And um, I've known about his music for a while now, but I've only really just gotten into it. And I became aware from his performances with Julian Lage, um, piano and guitar duo, which was just beautiful. But um, yeah, I've been checking out his music a lot and also reading his book, which is doubly sort of inspirational, as if the music's not enough. But um, yeah, that's that's who I've been checking out. And something about it is just... Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like his um his improvisations are just so lyrical, but also he's a fantastic tori- story story <laughs> he's a fantastic storyteller on his instrument, and um yeah, there's just something beautiful about the way that he gives every little idea like the attention that it deserves, and he really squeezes to me he really squeezes the juice out of each idea. And that's something that I love to hear in a an improviser, someone who's really listening. Um, all right, question two. This is from Malister, which is Malister on Instagram. Um, any advice for getting head around music theory? And then he says, cheat sheet? Um, no, I'd never advise against any sort of cheat sheet. I have a strong kind of belief that you should really understand what it is you're doing on the instrument. Um at least if you're like looking to get into the music theory stuff. Um, shapes are not suffice. Knowing one thing and then nothing else that comes out is kind of like you're really just scratching the surface. So my advice for getting your head around music theory is to break it down into small chunks. Uh, two large chunks would be rhythm and harmony. When they come together, you get music. They can happen exclusively one another, but it's good to kind of separate into those two chunks. And then think about what is you want to start with, you know. Um, if you're starting with harmony, then you want to think about what the basis for harmony is. And um, I'm not going to make this a full-blown-out lesson, but the way that I teach it is through intervals. And I assess, or get the student to sort of really analyse and get inside something simple like the major scale. Because for me, that's the basis for exploring all harmony. If you can get inside that, you can get inside any other scale. Because the um the architecture is somewhat familiar. It's just a set of notes that you use to then you know build stuff and harmonize. Um, so yeah, I would recommend two one book actually, uh, the Jazz CD book by Mark Levine, and also you know it wouldn't hurt to like take some lessons or check out Rick Beato's videos on YouTube. He does a great job explaining stuff. But um yeah, it's also music theory is really not hard. It's not. It's actually pretty simple. It's just the people who teach it, I think, sometimes they don't actually know what they're talking about and they present ideas in just really weird ways. Um, so yeah, find a way that works for you. All right, how do I say this? Tyler Bontarajer Music? Sorry if I ruined your name, man. But he's asking if I have any of my presets on the Axe Exchange for my AX8. That's my uh, fancy pedal board amp modeler thing. Uh, no, I don't. Maybe I should. Uh, let me know if you want them. I, I've i built quite a few. In fact, I've built a lot, but um, 
I don't know if I've quite hit the nail on the head for what it is I'm looking for yet on that uh, that piece of software. I do love an amp, so you know my amp sounds great, and I'm actually just using it as a pedal board right now, which is um, a very expensive pedal board, but it's doing everything I want it to be doing. All right, next question, Cass Grant Media, a really great creative, and I think he may be in Florida right now, um, and he's asking, how do you prioritize your schedule to complete projects? And that's a fantastic question, because I guess that's what I'm doing right now. Um, so, how do I prioritize? So, what I like to do, or what I'm trying to do this year, is only have three things that I'm actually working on, right? And I guess I can put that out into the world right now and say that the podcast is one, my album is another, and an online downloadable masterclass is the third. And so those three pillars are the things that I'm really trying to focus on. And I want to get the podcast first while I'm working on my album, and then the masterclass will come last. So for me, it's about like breaking it up into chunks of like sort of working within deadlines, but also um, just being really strict with like, nope, I'm not starting this new project. Nope, I'm not starting this new project. I will work on these ones and write these ones down for later. So for me, it's limitation. Limitation is the key. Pick one, two, three things that you're going to work on. If it's an album, work on that and just work on it. And what I like to do is um, create time slots that I work on those things. Can I like, um, you know, say I've got like five hours uh, available in the morning. It's like I'll um, I'll try and think about how I could spend maybe two hours writing. I know we're working on the podcast and then maybe another hour like um, recording a podcast and then an hour, I don't know, doing something else that works towards those three goals or maybe one or two of them. So yeah, there we go. All right, let's see what we've got next, what we've got next, what we've got next. So One Man Dancing, who is uh, another really great kind of creative, he uh, writes music, he's asked two questions. <laughs> the first one is, does habits make you a better guitarist? Which kind of relates to the other one says, so do habits make you a better guitarist? Um, I think habits of any kind can make you better at anything, to be honest. But you also don't want to get into bad habits, so I think it's about creating positive habits. And so for me, I'm trying to get up a bit earlier every day and do about one to two hours of writing. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's more about creating that positive habit of like um, going through the sort of like the process because the process needs uh, needs worked on as much as like your skill itself, you know, like sitting down to write, you know, the atmosphere that you create. So, um, yeah, I think habits, you know, if they're positive, of course, they'll make you better at anything as you're doing and uh i'm not sure if anybody knows what he's talking about here other than me but he says does the glove make difference in your playing and um that's just a silly joke that i bought I basically i bought this new desk chair and it came with a glove that i thought was kind of weird so if you do remember that from instagram's story then 10 points to you um all right who next we've got grant driver 89 What's your podcast called? Sitting in. Also, how do you successfully deploy the melodic minor scale? Um, so you need to understand what the melodic minor scale is and where it comes from. Because uh, that's going to give you the info on how to use it. So you need to think about <clears throat> what can I chord or what scale degrees are in it. You've got a flat third, but you've got a major seven. Hmm. So what chord would that be? Well, it would be a minor major seven chord. But the way that I quite like to use it is just putting it over a minor seven chord to add some sort of tension. I quite like the way you can add tension with that major seven interval. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to know how the melodic minor scale functions, 
get the scale, harmonize each note, and you'll see all the chords that you can use with it. Cool. Um, all right, Jake Val... Oh, Valios. I think that's how you say your name. Dot Music. Now, he's a really great jazz guitar player. <clears throat> and he says, I'm making a living of music. Very excited to listen. Thanks, Jake. I'm excited to eventually get this out. Um, so, uh, making a living off music. I guess I should maybe just talk about how that works, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, I think one thing you need to get in your head when you're early in your career, which I definitely am, is that you need to be diverse and you need to be willing to take opportunities that might not seem like the first thing you want to do, but you need to see them as learning opportunities or experiences. And so it's all about being diverse. Um, for me, I play and I teach. That's pretty much what I do. But there's so many different variations of the both. You know, there's playing with like my music. There's playing in like wedding bands. And then there's playing in, you know, other people's creative projects. And then, let me see that. Um, there's also the side of teaching where, you know, I do one-to-one -one via Skype all over the world. I also have my students in Edinburgh and I also do workshops in Edinburgh. Um, so it's like there's so many different things within each one of those that take me down a different path. But, you know, I wouldn't got to half of these experiences without just being like, let's just see what happens. I'll accept it. Um, all right. Next question. Damila Lambert. What do you feel or play over C major 7 slash sharp 11? All right. Go into an E minor 6. Um, well, knowing the context of those two chords is kind of important. Um, C major 7 sharp 11 is obviously a Lydian chord. And then E minor 6 is Dorian, right? Um, so I see that as, as a modal chord progression. So I would, I would consider those sounds, but it's not really what I'd be thinking about. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain you know, what do you think over these chords? Because I can answer in a theoretical way that's like, well, A, B, C, D, here are the notes that you can use, blah, blah, blah. But that's not really what I'm thinking. I'm more thinking about kind of trying to express something. And expression isn't always a theoretical thing. But it's definitely good to know your options. So you could think C Lydian and E Dorian, or you could just think about like, I mean, you could go much further than that and go into different kinds of modes and uh, play, for example, um, E melodic minor over that. But yeah, so I don't know. There's an answer. Take it if you want. All right. Uh, fraternize. Career options in the music industry. Example, teaching v performance v business side. I guess I kind of touched on that. But the reality is that nowadays you can make your own business. You can do your own career because, well, the online thing just provides so much. Um, you know, the playing field is like, well, it's the whole world now. And when I was in my last year, or second last year at uni, I kind of thought, um, well, why don't I try doing Skype lessons? And I never knew if it would work. I just kind of took that risk. I mean, it wasn't even a big risk at the time because I, I was at uni and it was, it was everything was comfortable. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd try it and it worked out. And about five or four years later, I've taught people from Singapore to Russia <laughs> to uh honestly everywhere in between australia um and it's yeah definitely the states as well it's all a lot there but yeah it's um you can do whatever you want <laughs> you just need to uh, think about a way that you can do it best 
Um, all right, J Ellipsis author is asking fretboard navigation. Thanks, dude. So the way that I um, look at the fretboard is in intervals. Intervals are the distance between two things. For example, major third, minor third. Um, two different sets of intervals. But um, yeah, so I, I kind of see the fretboard and sets of intervals closely related to the cage system. And in a way, I guess, like the modes and the five pentatonic positions. So I have like so many different ways that I look at it, depending on, I know, depending on where I want to go really. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it. All right, where are we, where are we, where are we? Question, question, question. Right, we've got a bunch more. Jack underscore bowls underscore is saying, do you do a lot of session work? If so, how did you get into that scene? Right now, no. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people who are like, yeah, man, I'm a session musician when I've not had session work in about six months or so. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, um, yeah, I'm not doing that right now. But how did I get into it? I got into it honestly just through Instagram. My first session was with someone in New York, <laughs> which is kind of just bizarre. It was a remote one that I'd done at home. And it was for someone, just an R&B songwriter in New York. And I mean, I'd done stuff like for friends and all that before, but this is my first, you know, proper one. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I honestly would say I'm not in that scene. I've done a fair, a fair bit of session work in the last five years or so, but it's, it's mostly been for like artists in Edinburgh and then a couple of remote ones. Um, but you know, I think if you want to get into that scene, then there is a scene for it. You just need to find it in your location start hanging with those people, get to know them and maybe do a couple of sessions for cheap or free and, you know, get people to hear what it sounds like when you play on their track and hopefully that's attractive enough. Um, all right. I am Sharain... Oh man, how do I say this? Sharain... I'm so sorry, I can't say your name. And we've spoken before, so I'm really sorry, man. But um, amount of time slash years it should take or how long it takes to internalize changes. Um, it's funny this because I'm teaching a lot of students sort of like playing changes right now. And um, everybody's different. I've had students learn how to play their first jazz standard in like a week or two weeks. But for me, I remember, and this is, I mean, it's in fact, no, it's not embarrassing at all, but it took me three months to feel comfortable over something like autumn leaves and that was like um me just coming from a straight like funk blues background so i think you know everybody's different it'll take everybody varying amounts of time um but don't think about that just focus on putting in the work and you'll get there i didn't practice practice effectively at that time in my life um all right another one from fraternize music school vs grades not entirely sure what that's pointing at. It might be talking about the music grading system in the UK where you can do like grade eight guitar. Um, I think that's all nonsense. Um, I would go to music school. The reason I would is because you'll be surrounded by people who are hopefully into the same thing as you and they'll push you to get harder. Uh, sorry, push you to get better. <laughs> push you harder to get better. Um, and music school versus grades. Um, if you know that music's the thing you want to do and you're talking about, like, should I focus on my grades or just go to music school and specialise in music? 
if you want to do music, then do music. Um, but I guess it's always good to have that extra English qualification because it doesn't work out. But um, I'm not preparing my life to fail, so I'm just going to hope that it's all good anyway. Anyway, um, another one. Igaya underscore rock underscore fez. Always I enjoy your post. I'm Japanese guitarist. How many people do you have Japan follower? Uh, so how many people in Japan follow me? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm able to check that right now. Um, but let's just say some. I don't know. If you're from Japan, say hi. Um, all right. Kino underscore Dell. Is it worth getting a guitar teacher or should I teach myself the guitar? Get a guitar teacher. The reason is if you teach yourself from YouTube and all that, you'll do all right. Like I'm sure you could get by, but having a teacher who is actually a good teacher, not just someone who's like good at playing, find a good teacher and um, they'll be able to point out all the small things that you would never even notice in yourself um, because they're qualified and experienced enough to do so. So yeah, I always recommend getting a teacher. They will guide you in hopefully the best way for um, or give you the best route that you need for your uh, your progress. All right, we just have a bunch more, maybe like two, I think. So Andrew Chipateta, Chipateta? Oh, I'm really sorry if I've ruined your name. Any tips for writing non-functional harmony? Um, all right, this is maybe kind of silly answer, but understand how functional harmony works. If you understand how functional harmony works, you'll have a basis to understand how harmony works. And if you want to make it non-functional, uh, there's a couple of things you could try. One thing might be take a melody note. Uh, for example, say you had a, a D in the melody. That was your note, right? Um, think about different ways you could harmonize that outside of the key. So, for example, it could be the 13 of F. So you could do F major 7, add 13. Or it could be... Um, it could be the uh, fifth of G minor, any sort of G minor or G dominant, or it could be E flat. It could be the uh, it could be the seven. So take a melody note and harmonize it in as many different ways as possible. I'll tell you what, I'll do it really quickly so you can hear it because I have a guitar right here. So uh, what was the note? It was D. So um, if I take that note, F G, E flat, D seven. This is functional, but I'm just giving you an example. G sharp, major seven, sharp 11. You know? So what if you've done like F, 13 to G sharp? And then maybe you've done like a F sharp, minor seven, sharp five. <laughs> anyway, just, just an example. Um, another thing you could do, just take two chords that totally aren't related to each other and write a piece of music like that. But um, yeah, there you go. All right, last, I think it's the last one from E-S-T-B-S-A-N-B. -E I'm not really sure how to say that, but that's his username. Uh, how do you reharmonize? Um, there are a lot of different sort of chord progressions that you can replace with one another. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's one way by looking at the chords and thinking like, a really simple example would be uh, like a tritone substitution over a five chord. You know, technically that's you're reharmonizing something. So instead of doing D minor G seven C, you do D minor to D flat seven to C major, and that D flat is a substitution of um, 
oh my computer's uh of g7 so you can look at like sort of chord substitutions but then if you want to reharmonize something it could be just choosing different chords within that key to highlight the melody note forget for example again if um the chord is e flat major seven and the melody note is d instead of playing e flat major seven you might play g minor and you've reharmonized that note in a different context but it's still within the same key or you could go without outside the key and um, try something like I just spoke about in the last question. All right, let me just check if uh, there's any other questions that have come in. No, cool. There we go. Q&A is officially over. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And I sometimes do Q&As on Instagram. But, um, you know, if you're ever thinking about asking a question on the podcast, just send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at Reese Gilchrist, that's R-H-Y-S-G-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-T. And um, I'll I'll answer your question in the podcast. But um, yeah, sweet. So I hope that was somewhat enjoyable for you. Uh, the next kind of episodes won't be like this. I'll have guests and we'll be talking about um, various things. And um, yeah, the quality in these podcasts will vary because sometimes it'll sound nice and clear like this, but then sometimes I have to take the audio from like Skype and mix everybody's voice together and it's not the best but it's, it's fine so just hang on in there if there's a podcast like that I'm sure you'll get used to it after about 30 seconds and um yeah I guess the last thing is that if you you know if you find value in this podcast at all then please consider going and buying some merch from my merch website which is um teespring.com forward slash oh let me get this right stores forward slash sitting dash in dash podcast so that's t-e-e-s-p-r-i-n-g dot com forward slash stores forward slash sitting dash in dash podcast and if you head over there you'll see all the nice kind of hoodies mugs phone cases bags all that jazz and um yeah it basically goes to support and what i'm doing here if you uh if you want to help out But yeah, anyway, have a good day and I'll speak to you in episode one.